Well, this past weekend may just have been the biggest weekend of recruiting for LSU football. What made it so big and how is LSU looking on the other side? You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, do not forget you can also find us on YouTube in addition to your preferred podcast platform. So just search Locked in LSU in that search bar. Hit the subscribe button. You won't miss a single second of your Locked on LSU content. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one but also you can follow along for podcast updates at Locked on LSU. So this past weekend was one of LSU's, if not LSU's, biggest weekend of recruiting. Brian Kelly is doing something a little bit interesting. He decided to split up two weekends for out-of-state recruits, which was this past weekend for out-of-state recruits, and then one weekend to host all of the in-state recruits. So we can probably assume in-state recruits will come in sometime in the fall, will come in for a game, will come in for a you know a night game, a Saturday night in Death Valley, while the out-of-state recruits visiting this past weekend. Whether you agree with it or not, that's just, it is what it is, and it's something that Brian Kelly is doing that's not really very common. Talked to Brian Smith about that last week. He said, I don't know if I've ever heard of another coach doing that, but we should see how it kind of shakes out. Brian Smith joins us again this week to break down the ins and outs of this past weekend for LSU. The good things, maybe potentially the bad things, and not just what's going on around LSU, but also what's going on around the SEC. Now, Brian Smith always provides amazing information. I know that y'all love to hear from him, and I love to chat with him. Just a little bit of a disclaimer this week. He was having some Wi-Fi issues, so it cuts in and out a little bit, which is a bummer because we know that we missed probably some very valuable information from Brian. But stick with me because what he did get to uh, portray in his meeting and to sit down with me is worth your listen. So this is Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, breaking down this past weekend of -of out-of-state visits for LSU. And joining Locked On LSU now is Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider. I know y'all love him, and I love him too. Brian, appreciate you for being here. Appreciate your time. It was a massive weekend of recruiting for LSU football this past weekend. LSU hosted six recruits this past weekend, and it was kind of the the same shtick. You know, they get dinner in Tiger Stadium on Friday night. They get the full campus tour and facilities tour on Saturday. Brian Kelly hosted them for a dinner at his house on Saturday night. But before we get into what you've been hearing from this weekend, I want to go back and kind of recap something that we talked about the last time that we chatted about how this weekend was kind of out of the ordinary in that Brian Kelly hosted all out-of-state recruits this past weekend. Yeah, they've been doing that this month. But then nationally, like they, one of the key visitors here recently was Ethan Callaway from North mm-hmm. You better really want to get if you're going to go all the way to North Carolina, if you're at the Bayou Bengals. So right. 
a couple other of my friends on the recruiting trail talk about it. LSU's the only one that's saving the in-state visit for the, all the local kids for later in the year. It's worked pretty good because they've got a bunch of official visits they'll get for game day Saturday night in Death Valley later this year. And that's what I always say is if you need to bring out the big guns, bring in a recruit to a game in, in Death Valley on Saturday night. If it's a Florida game or an Auburn game, like that's the big guns. You're saving yes. that for the in-state kids. So three offensive tackles in Baton Rouge this past weekend, Ethan Calloway, Blake Ivy, Weston Davis, two wide receivers, Jelani Watkins and Cam Coleman. I know we've talked about Cam Coleman before. Cornerback Kai Bates all came into Baton Rouge this weekend, and Colin Hurley and Caden Durham came in on unofficial visits. Any names that really stick out to you there as being really solid players are guys that are going to be heavily recruited everywhere. I guess all of them are going to be heavily recruited everywhere. The Durham kid is the one that I'm most interested in. By numerous schools, Oklahoma, uh, USC, whatever program you want to mention, Rouge before, and some had not. I forget which one it was. Either the mom or the dad hadn't been, but they. These are the types of things that people don't think about when it comes to recruiting, because a lot of times it's either it's a big part of it. LSU put out their best foot, from what I heard on this, and really rolled. A great running back out of the Dallas area. Um, kind of guy that can make an impact. Cameron Coleman to beat LSU still in the mix, but he's a five-star out of Alabama. That's a tough pull, but you just yeah. got to is and the one that I like the best as far as LSU getting out of the offensive lineman. Timeline is to make a decision, but LSU did a really good job on his visit. Uh, West that one is over. He's out of Beaumont. Mm -hmm. I know I've mentioned him before. I had a feeling the Aggies LSU's still going to be recruiting that kid. They need offensive linemen in this class. That's, um, Kai Bates is a possible replacement, I guess, for lack of a committed to North Carolina, decommitted from LSU at corner. Uh, I know Kai. He's from Orlando. Real long corner. They need at least one more corner in this class. He could be the replacement. So, again, kids, if they can even hit 50% of these out of state, they're in good shape. And, I mean, offensive linemen, LSU needs them bad in this year's class, much less next year's class. And I can tell that there is a heavy, heavy emphasis on getting solid offensive linemen, more so, you know, exterior offensive linemen at that offensive tackle spot. They need those players bad, and that's the big emphasis for them in this offseason as they're recruiting. Yes. And you mentioned – Two tackles. They could just get two tackles, they'd be in good shape. But, they're, I mean, getting – it sounds like Callaway is a good bet. You mentioned a couple of players that have decommitted, and that's what I want to get into coming up next. We've talked about it so many times, you and I, Brian. Hey, these kids are 17, 18 years old. They're unpredictable. But when I saw the destinations that these two players chose over LSU, it made me scratch my head a little bit. I want to get into that with Brian coming up next. Take your swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That is right. Just bet 20 bucks 
and you'll land 200 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Just 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. I mean, you can do anything and everything on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And it's all an app that is safe, secure, and oh so super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. That's one of my favorite things about the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I'll wager, and once I win, I can cash out almost immediately. That's the best part about it. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. I got a little bit of a to-do list for this LSU uh, football coaching staff. So we'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU. Two names that have decided to decommit from LSU. I'll start with the first one. And that is Maurice Williams. Maurice Williams is a four-star linebacker out of Pearland, Pearland, Texas, not too far from the Houston area. Now, this one's kind of interesting because he was supposed to visit LSU this past weekend. He was going to be part of that big out-of-state crew. Yet, he decided to take his official visit to Houston instead. And Brian Kelly was asked, you know, hey, are you cool with that, with your commits taking other official visits? And he said, I'm okay with it. As long as you talk to me about it, be open, be honest, as long as you just let us know what's going on. And it was reported that Maurice Williams did not do that, that they were not aware of Maurice Williams not taking his official visit to LSU mm-hmm. and taking his official visit elsewhere. They learned that through a third party. So kind of a, a weird situation there. What's the latest that you've heard on Maurice Williams? A note from a friend of mine who likes Houston about it. And I, when I first Okay, let me click on this. You got to check the receipts. That's what that was. I'm not bless you, but I didn't know about them not telling Brian Kelly or anybody on this off there. Maybe he just didn't want to be away from home, but I mean, it's really not that far. Um, If he had committed to Michigan, it's one thing, but he, he committed to LSU. It's not that far from Houston for him i guess that's great uh the good news for lsu it's still summer they can replace him but that have the offers this kid did stay home you just don't and and that's the strange thing and that's that's no disrespect whatsoever to the houston football program and if a player decides to stay home then great good for you stay home and you get to play in front of your family and i don't i do not blame that player whatsoever but a player of Maurice Williams' caliber, one of the top players in the country, one of the top players in the state of Texas, specifically at, specifically at his position, something kind of strange there, especially the way that it, he went about it and yeah. uh, not communicating that with Brian Kelly. And the second name that we have heard has decommitted from LSU is Zion Ferguson. Um, Zion Ferguson, another member of the 2024 class, six foot, 161 pound corner. And it was all the you know, the articles that I've read about Zion Ferguson's decommitment was that it really wasn't a surprise to a whole lot of the recruiting insiders. Why do you think that is? Not much people on staffs. The greater Atlanta area, everybody recruits there, LSU included, Mm -hmm. but 
deals he wanted to be a little closer to home. But again, that's not like he's staying real close. He went away to North Carolina for commit. Right. I was surprised. It's not something we often say considering their history, but they need really at least two in this class. More important factor now, but he's picking North Carolina. Maybe he just wants to be the more power to him. Yeah, absolutely. More power to you. It's another one that you don't hear a whole lot of players when they're still going through their recruitment, decommitting from LSU and going to a program like North Carolina. Again, that's no disrespect to uh, the North Carolina football program. Just not something that you hear about very often. If a player's yeah. in in the in the program for a couple of years, decides to transfer out to a smaller program, makes a little bit more sense to me. Just found that very interesting. Two very highly touted players going to, let's be honest, smaller programs. Yeah, North Carolina state school, but they've never been great at football, so it is unusual. But recruiting is unusual. The grain of salt, and uh, I'm sure LSU will be just fine at corner. Dealing with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, you never know what you are going to get. That's what makes recruiting so much fun. But coming up next, I know I know, LSU fans love to hear about the LSU recruiting side of things. But another thing that I think is just as intriguing is the recruiting going on around the SEC, specifically for some of LSU's rivals. And one of LSU's rivals had a massive weekend of recruiting. Well, Brian heard about that. We'll get into that coming up next. All right, Brian, as much as it hurts for me to say, and as much as I think Florida fans need something good after getting taken down by our LSU Tigers on Monday night in the College World Series, the Florida Gators had an absolute monstrous recruiting weekend over the weekend. And to be completely honest with you, I did not expect Billy Napier to be able to pull that off. What have you been hearing? And just kind of, if you wouldn't mind giving the people a, a little bit of a summary of exactly the haul that Florida got over the weekend. Um, it, they got six kids in 48 hours. Um, then right after that, I mean, these are guys they were getting like a couple of them, like Georgia wanted a couple of kids could have went these other programs and Florida's coming off a losing season and not much June. And then just wait to June, but in the last week, it's like seven or eight guys. I forget what the total number is. Uh, in Georgia's backyard, mm -hmm. it is one of the more bizarre stretches that I've seen. In more power to Napier. The only thing that I've heard as to why is that the Florida and what they're trying to sell and the kids have liked it. So, you know, good for Florida. But uh, now they got to try to Everybody else is still going to go out and recruit them. Um, we'll see, especially like it's committed from down along the I-10 corridor. And that's LSU country, to be honest. How many of these kids actually end up signing with the Florida Gators? Yeah, that, that is going to be the, the interesting th thing to follow. It's one thing to commit. And I think that as every college football fan out there has seen, Everyone who's interested in following recruiting, just getting a commitment might mean nothing. You know, that is not set in stone. That is not signed in Sharpie. And I do think the interesting thing here, too, is it's one thing to be coming off of a losing season. 
And it's a complete another thing to be with a coach that really doesn't have skins on the wall in this conference. You know, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, they're coming off of a losing season, but I think that people look at what Jimbo Fisher has done in the entirety of his career and at Texas A&M, you know, they don't have an SEC championship or a national championship, but Texas A&M traditionally, since Jimbo has been there, has been competitive in the SEC. So what is it, do you think, about Billy Napier? What is he doing or just his charisma or what he's building at the team? What is he selling to make these kids so interested and wanting to be part of it? I was told it's just a genuine approach, and that's so generic to me. I every attempts, but I just I was told that Billy was really genuine with everybody. Mm-hmm. Javante Waller, a uh, kid that had an offer from like fifty schools out of Mississippi, he's probably the best kid that could have went anywhere. And Florida wasn't even supposed to be in his top two when he took the visit halfway through the visit. So I, I don't know. I need to do more research to get that many kids, especially elite defensive linemen like they were getting. You got to – I'm really looking to find out more because it, it's still hard for me to believe. It, and I, it's, I promise. It's not me being a Gator hater. It's not me being an LSU fan. But I was shocked. I, I wonder, I just from the outside looking in, what have they seen? What makes you want to be part of that? But, hey, more power to Billy Napier because I've said it. When Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, when those schools are good, college football is simply just better, and it's more fun. Yeah, I agree. Brian but Smith. Florida's getting better now. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, the, the college football fan in me says that's a good thing. The LSU fan in me hates it. But, <laughs> hey, Florida is going to be competitive nearly every single year, no matter what. But Brian Smith, appreciate you so much for joining us. Where can the people find some more of your work? At FB Scout underscore Florida, YouTube and Twitter. A lot of recruiting stuff. Florida podcast recently, which I don't normally do. I won't, I won't re- remind you of that too much, but it was. Maybe I'll do an LSU one here pretty soon. They've got a lot of kids that will probably make decisions in the next few weeks. We'll be, we'll be sure to check that out. We'll be sure to chat with you soon whenever some of these commitments come down the road. Brian, appreciate you. Chat with you soon. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Every dayers coming up next week on the podcast, I have a full to-do list for this LSU football coaching staff. What I think each coach should improve upon. Their report card from me, if you will. I'll get into that on next week's episode of Locked On LSU. Everyone have a very fun and very safe 4th of July weekend. I'll see you all next week on Locked On LSU.